Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for August 25th. The Effect of Tyre's Destruction, Ezekiel 26, 15-21. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to Tyre. Will not the coastlands tremble at the sound of your fall, when the wounded groan and the slaughter takes place in you? Then all the princes of the coast will step down from their thrones and lay aside their robes and take off their embroidered garments. Clothed with terror, they will sit on the ground, trembling every moment, appalled at you. Then they will take up a lament concerning you and say to you, How you were destroyed, city of renown, people by men of the sea. You were a power on the seas, you and your citizens. You put your terror on all who live there. Now the coastlands tremble on the day of your fall. The islands and the sea are terrified at your collapse. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. When I make you a desolate city, like cities no longer inhabited, and when I bring the ocean depths over you and its vast waters cover you, then I will bring you down with those who go down to the pit, to the people of long ago. I will make you dwell in the earth below, as in ancient ruins, with those who go down to the pit, and you will not return or take your place in the land of the living. I will bring you to a horrible end, and you will be no more. You will be sought, but you will never again be found, declares the Sovereign Lord. The End of Tyre's Glory, Ezekiel 27, 1-25 The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, take up a lament concerning Tyre. Say to Tyre, situated at the gateway to the sea, merchant of peoples on many coasts, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You say, Tyre, I am perfect in beauty. Your domain was on the high seas. Your builders brought your beauty to perfection. They made all your timbers of juniper from cedar. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Of oaks from Bashan, they made your oars. Of cypress wood from the coast of Cyprus, they made your deck adorned with ivory. Fine embroidered linen from Egypt was your sail and served as your banner. Your awnings were of blue and purple from the coast of Elisha. Men of Sidon and Arvad were your oarsmen. Your skilled men, Tyre, were aboard as your sailors. Veteran craftsmen of Byblos were on board as shipwrights to caulk your seams. All the ships of the sea and their sailors came alongside to trade for your wares. Men of Persia, Lydia, and Put served as soldiers in your army. They hung their shields and helmets on your walls, bringing you splendor. Men of Arvad and Helic guarded your walls on every side. Men of Gamad were in your towers. They hung their shields around your walls. They brought your beauty to perfection. Tarshish did business with you because of your great wealth of goods. They exchanged silver, iron, tin, and lead for your merchandise. Greece, Tubal, and Meshech did business with you. They traded human beings and articles of bronze for your wares. Minabeth Togorah exchanged chariot horses, cavalry horses, mules for your merchandise. The men of Rhodes traded with you, and many coastlands were your customers. They paid you with ivory tusks and ebony. Aram did business with you because of your many products. They exchanged turquoise, purple, fabric, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and rubies for your merchandise. Judah and Israel traded with you. They exchanged wheat from minneth and confections, honey, olive oil, and balm for your wares. Damascus did business with you because of your many products and great wealth of goods. They offered wine from Helbon, wool from Zahar, and casks of wine from Izal in exchange for your wares brought iron, cassia, and calamus. Dedan traded in saddle blankets with you. 
Arabia and all the princes of Kedar were your customers. They did business with you in lambs, rams, and goats. The merchants of Sheba and Ramah traded with you. For your merchandise, they exchanged the finest of all the kinds of spices and precious stones and gold. Haran, Kana, and Eden, and merchants of Sheba, Asher and Kilmad traded with you. In your marketplace, they traded with you beautiful garments, blue fabric, embroidered work, and multicolored rugs with cords twisted and tightly knotted. The ships of Tarshish serve as carriers for your wares. You are filled with heavy cargo as you sail the sea. The Destruction of Tyre, Ezekiel 27, 26-36 Your oarsmen take you out to the high seas, but the east wind will break you to pieces far out at sea. Your wealth, merchandise, and wares, your mariners, sailors, and shipwrights, your merchants and all your soldiers and everyone else on board will sink into the heart of the sea on the day of your shipwreck. The shorelands will quake with your sailors' cry out. All who handle the oars will abandon their ships. The mariners and all the sailors will stand on the shore. They will raise their voice and cry bitterly over you. They will sprinkle dust on their heads and roll in ashes. They will shave their heads because of you and will put on sackcloth. They will weep over you with anguish of soul and with bitter mourning. As they wail and mourn over you, they will take up a lament concerning you. Who was ever silenced like Tyre, surrounded by the sea? When your merchandise went out on the seas, you satisfied many nations. With your great wealth and your wares, you enriched the kings of the earth. Now you are shattered by the sea in the depths of the waters. Your wares and all your company have gone down with you. All who live in the coastlands are appalled at you. Their kings shudder with horror, and their faces are distorted with fear. The merchants among the nations scoff at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. A message for Tyre's king, Ezekiel 28, 1-19. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, say to the ruler of Tyre, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In the pride of your heart, you say, I am a God. I sit on the throne of a God in the heart of the seas. But you are a mere mortal and not a God, though you think you are as wise as a God. Are you wiser than Daniel? Is no secret hidden from you? By your wisdom and understanding, you have gained wealth for yourself and amassed gold and silver in your treasuries. By your great skill in trading, you have increased your wealth, and because of your wealth, your heart has grown proud. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you think you are wise, as wise as a God, I'm going to bring foreigners against you, the most ruthless of nations. They will draw their swords against your beauty and wisdom and pierce your shining splendor. They will bring you down to the pit, and you will die a violent death in the heart of the seas. Will you then say, I am a God, in the presence of those who kill you? You will be but a mortal, not a God, in the hands of those who slay you. You will die the death of the uncircumcised at the hands of foreigners. I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and beauty, perfect. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you, carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, onyx, and jasper, lapis lazuli, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. 
So I drove you in disgrace from the Mount of God, and I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come out of you, and it consumed you, and I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. A message for Sidon, Ezekiel 28, 20-24. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Sidon, prophesy against her, and say this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Sidon, and again among you, I will display my glory. You will know that I am the Lord when I inflict punishment on you and within you am proved to be holy. I will send a plague upon you and make blood flow in your streets. The slain will fall within you with the sword against you on every side. Then you will know that I am the Lord. No longer will the people of Israel have malicious neighbors who are painful briars and sharp thorns. They will know that I am the sovereign Lord. Restoration for Israel, Ezekiel 28, 25, and 26 This is what the Sovereign Lord says. When I gather the people of Israel from the nations where they have been scattered, I will be proved holy through them in the sight of the nations. Then they will live in their own land, which I gave to my servant Jacob. They will live there in safety and will build houses and plant vineyards. They will live in safety when I inflict punishment on all their neighbors who malign them. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. The fall of Jerusalem, 2 Kings 25, 3-7, 586 B.C. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through and the whole army fled at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden, although the Babylonians were surrounding the city. They fled toward the Arabah, but the Babylonian army pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All his soldiers were separated from him and scattered, and he was captured. He was taken to the king of Babylon at Riblah, where sentence was pronounced on him. They killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Then they put out his eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. Jeremiah 52, 6-11 By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through, and the whole army fled. They left the city at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden, though the Babylonians were surrounding the city. They fled toward the Arabah, but the Babylonian army pursued King Zedekiah and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All his soldiers were separated from him and scattered, and he was captured. He was taken to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, where he pronounced sentence on him. There at Riblah, the king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. He also killed all the officials of Judah. Then he put out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon, where he put him in prison till the day of his death. Jeremiah 39, 2-10 And on the ninth day of the fourth month of Zedekiah's eleventh year, the city wall was broken through. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came and took seats in the middle gate. Nergal, Sherezer of Shamgar, Nebo, Saraskim, a chief officer, Nergal, Sherezer, a high official, and all the other officials of the king of Babylon. When Zedekiah, king of Judah, and all the soldiers saw them, they fled. They left the city at night the way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls and headed toward the Arabah. But the Babylonian army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. 
They captured him and took him to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, at Riblah in the land of Hamath, where he pronounced sentence on him. There at Riblah, the king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and also killed all the nobles of Judah. Then he put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with bronze shackles to take him to Babylon. The Babylonians set fire to the royal palace and the houses of the people and broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, carried into exile to Babylon the people who remained in the city, along with those who had gone over to him and the rest of the people. But Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, left behind in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing. And at that time, he gave them vineyards and fields. And that's the end of the reading for August 25th. Well, you know, most of the people by this time were already in captivity. We kind of have the end of that here uh, explained with the fall of Jerusalem and uh, the final people being taken. And but you also have God's judgment on the enemies of Israel and also, um, you know, hope, I guess, <laughs> uh, for the future. But mainly it's just kind of uh, discouraging. Uh, we also have this in Ezekiel 28 where it seems to be referring, perhaps, not just to a king, uh, but also related to Satan and connecting the two. Well, what, what do we take away from this? What do I take away from this devotionally? What really comes to mind as I'm reading this is the United States of America. There's no prophecy in the scripture about the United States. It makes me often think that it's because the United States is not going to be around at the end. But I don't know, certainly. But what I do know is that the United States that had often, at least at their beginning, and and for most of our very brief history, we have talked about God the creator, our belief in him, our trust in him. Of course, practically that's all gone now in terms of uh, our laws and our, our leadership for the most part. And the the pride that we have, and, and he was talking about in here doing away with some of these nations so that it's as though they never existed. And uh, I, I fear that for our country. But what what am I supposed to do with this reading for today? Well, first of all, I, I submit myself to the sovereign Lord who is in charge of all things, who decides what happens to nations and what happens to individuals. And I give my praise and glory and commitment to him. I also pray for where I live today, the current nation in which I live. And I pray for revival and I pray for humbleness and I pray that God might choose to bring a revival to us. But in the end, I leave it in his hands, knowing also that he has something special prepared for his people, in particular, his people, Israel. But also, certainly, when we get to the New Testament, we'll read more of what he has prepared for all of us who have trusted in him. So, Father, today, 
I know that you were true to your word and you did what you said you would do in those days in the past. I also know, Father, that you want people, you want nations to follow you. If not, they eventually endure the consequences, even if it is in the future. So, Father, I pray for our nation. I pray for our leaders. I pray for revival among us that would set things back in order the way that would please you and be a shining light to the rest of the world. But Lord, if that never happens or until that happens, I would pray that we as individual believers, that I would live for you today and exalt your name and honor you and that you may use it as a testimony for your name. May you be praised and glorified. I trust in you as the sovereign Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.